Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome in to DNVR Rams Live, presented by Natures of Colorado, the Northeastern Colorado dispensary, providing top quality cannabis and a wide variety of products. Remember to use that code DNVR online or mention it in store or drive through. I'm Justin Michael. I'm here with Andre Simone. We've got Tiff on the boards, bringing everything your way. Uh, we're talking. A tough one, heartbreaking loss for CSU in the pit Wednesday night. It was a great game. Uh, We'll kind of set the scene for this weekend and really a a crucial stretch here to to close out the regular season. Um, Real quick, just before we get into all this, I I wanted to say my heart goes out to everybody in Wyoming. Um, Really tragic situation with three young student athletes losing their life last night on 287. It's a really scary road. Um, I absolutely hate driving it in the winter. Stuff like this happens all the time. Yeah. But uh, I just really wanted to say that, you know, obviously we're thinking of you guys and I just can't even fathom what everybody in Laramie must be feeling right now. Much love, guys. Much, much love. Um, well said. How are you, man? I mean, I know that's kind of an awkward change of pace here, but, um, you know, how, how's it going? It's been a lot going on this week here at DNVR. <laughs> Yeah, a lot going on, a lot going on in your world. Obviously, some two pretty big games for Rams hoops, an exhilarating one, that last one that doesn't end the way we would have hoped. You're dealing with a lot of <laughs> a lot of changes up top. Um, I'm so bad at picking off days. I was joking about that on the podcast. I was like, Monday, it's going to be the quietest day of my week. It's the only day I'm going to have a chance. I'm at the grocery store. Phone starts blowing up. Are you hearing this? Get an eye emoji text <laughs> and just like all, all oh, kinds great. of stuff. Uh, obviously, Joe Parker is out as the CSU AD. Uh, we have now found out that Steve Cottingham, his right-hand man, is out as well. Not a surprise there. Uh, as I tweeted yesterday, it doesn't make much sense to to keep on to the members of his cabinet if you have determined that Joe is not the guy to, to lead the ship moving forward. Yeah. Um, I think the tone of my tweet makes it clear how I feel about uh, the guy being removed. I'm not going to like throw dirt on him when he's down or anything like that. But I think this is a move that is good for CSU. I think they are getting rid of some folks that uh, probably should have been gotten rid of a long time ago. But yeah, the future is bright. It's exciting times. I mean, I think Amy Parsons is doing a great job of you know capturing on, on the moment. And there's a lot of excitement right now with CSU athletics. You know, there's a lot of hope for CSU football that they're finally going to turn a corner. The basketball program obviously is is doing big, big things, and that's going to be the majority of the focus on this one today. But this is what you got to do if you're CSU, right? Like you have to be bold now, or you're going to get left behind. Yeah, um, I think it's exciting that they're moving forward and uh, and doing that. It's an exciting time, and you know I can't wait in the following weeks and months to get into possible 
you know, long-term repercussions, solutions, what this can mean for long-standing coaches currently there, what this can mean for conference expansion and beyond, because uh, I think we both feel pretty, you know, pretty bullish about the upside and potential of, uh, of the Rams as an athletic department. And we'd love to see them capitalize and maximize on that. So without a doubt, I mean, we, we all know the love I have for FOCO. I, I just, there's no reason if states like Arizona and Kansas and, and Utah can have multiple power five programs. It doesn't make sense for Colorado to only have one legitimately that close to Oklahoma. the Denver metro area in two of the top 10 cities to live in the united states every single year um yeah man i mean you're preaching to the choir and so i'm excited to get into this one man there's a lot to cover and it's always a pleasure to do this with you and having tiff on board is just the the cherry on top shout out to everybody tuning in with us this morning if you wouldn't mind giving us a thumbs up uh, if you've got any questions comments concerns stuff like that throw them our way i will respond to as many as i can if you're looking for a spot to watch the CSU Hoops game against UNLV, big one on Saturday night, come on through to the DNVR Bar, the official CSU Alumni Association watch party. It's here at the DNVR Bar. There's going to be an opportunity to win some giveaways. Uh, come hang out. It's going to be a blast. I'll be there. You want to come say hi, take a picture, talk Rams, whatever you may be into, I'm into it as well. Come on through. Shout out to CSU Alumni Association for teaming up with us for all these fun events. Yeah, super It's been cool. really, really cool, and I certainly appreciate it. Um, let's get into this game. I know it's it's was Wednesday night. We were supposed to go live yesterday. I wasn't feeling super great. Been a crazy week, as you might imagine. Probably have not slept or ate as well as I, as I should have. But, um, man, the final minute, there were 16 combined points between the two teams UNM scores nine CSU scores seven over the final minute I really thought the offensive execution on both sides of the ball was very impressive because it was one of those games that had just it'd been kind of a grinded out ugly game neither team had looked super efficient mm -hmm. um, or like their most crisp self for a lot of that game but man when it picked up over those last like two three minutes it got going. Uh, Patrick Cartier had struggled all night. He Dude. hit a big three finally. Um, he had a nice move after in the paint. Big layup, right? Yeah, yeah, same deal. Like he, it was nice to see him after a cold night be able to step up and hit those shots. Isaiah obviously gets to the free throw line with less than ten seconds left. Yeah, really heady. Knocks them both down. You're sitting there thinking, man, like they really have a chance to do this to pull this out in the pit. They go in as seven point underdogs. They hang yeah. around and unfortunately. Donovan Dent does Donovan Dent things. That's the third time this year he's won a game for New Mexico. Basically, with that exact same play, they just give it to him. He goes straight up the middle. Really disappointing because full it felt court. like, yeah, pick up the ball. How full are you going to let him go full steam? Um, you got to wall up. Joel Scott was in good position, but it looked like he was worried about somebody trailing behind him. Uh, somebody's got to step up and stop the ball in that instance. That was disappointing. And then, you know, obviously... After you advance the ball, which they did a good job of getting the really ball past, execute. you know, midcourt, calling uh -huh. timeout, give yourself uh -huh. a chance in the half court. UNM with just terrific defensive execution on that final play. They did not let Isaiah get the ball. They denied him really well. They were all over Neek. I don't think the shot would have counted, even if it, it went uh -huh. in. I don't think he got it off in time. Um, UNM, when the game was there on the line in those last two sequences, 
they just they executed and got it done. They made two more plays than the Rams did in this one, and that sucks because this was a game where you had an opportunity to add to what's already an impressive resume, but this probably would have been a top three or four win for the season. And you kind of let it slip through your fingers, and that's kind of been the the common tale here, you know, in a, a lot of these tough road games is woulda, yeah. coulda, shoulda. It feels great that you're in it. I, I don't think you should hang your head. Uh, you're you're no, seven-point no. underdogs for How a reason. 15,000 deep, it's the pit, but... But you'll be thinking damn. about those last few seconds more than most. Yeah, it's... And just, we've got a couple of We've had a like couple of those, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, dense execution is great. I thought both teams, you know, with the kind of veteran guards they have did a really good job of capitalizing once they were in the bonus. Yeah. I mean, huge that point. impacted so much of those final few minutes because it, like those guards are so heady and we're really good about just being like, okay, you gonna like any contact it's I'm going to the line. So how are we going to play this? Some missed opportunities by the Rams. Honestly, there are times in that second half where I'm getting flashbacks of San Diego state and I'm thinking, holy shit, they've gone completely cold. I'm looking at the scoreboard. I'm like, seriously, they've scored eight points in like 12 minutes. Like this can't be happening again. They find a way to get back in it to where you're disappointed. And I mean, that ending, had he played by Isaiah getting fouled with 7.2 seconds, man, if he gets fouled with like five seconds, I bet, Probably you, they, game. I bet you they win. I do too. You just left a little bit too much time and... And in retrospect, foul dent early. Like, if he's just going to get the foul at the rack, just foul him Make way him back not there. Too down. That's right. the thing, though. Like, right. not only did they let him get to the rim, they let him make the layup, yeah. and you foul him. So it's a three-point play. It's basically worst-case scenario. If you're down one, I think the inbound situation's different. Maybe instead of going for the three, you try and force it down low with an entry pass and, like, get fouled. Joel Scott had got to the line a ton in this one. But it, it just, you came up short. And, I, you know, the, as Mile High Minute says here in the comment section, appreciate you tuning in, man. He says, you know, love the fight in this team. To me, I think that's the, one of the biggest takeaways is just the resilience displayed. Yeah. They It was really rough at stretches. You mentioned in the second half, really both starts to, to both halves in this one. Really, really cold. No kidding. You could go down 13-2 and the pit is probably a death sentence no in, in most instances. Instead, you battle back, you go into the half, tied at 30. Dude, it was huge. That, like, what, what What was the run they went on to not just get back in the game but then go up pretty big? I think it was like 24-6 right. after that. So That was, was like a fever dream. And there weren't any timeouts. There weren't any break. Like, the... The rhythm of that stretch was just magical. It was like, ah, pinch me. Still, the game didn't come close to touching the under. Biggest positive, biggest takeaway, tremendous defensive performance. I think post-Wyoming, we've talked about how there's been a bit of a switch. You've really seen that defensively. They're bringing it night in, night out. Doesn't matter what, what lineups they're going to. Doesn't matter what Mountain West star you're having to go against and lock up. They're playing some phenomenal defense. Hated, frankly, hated that zone look they went to for a second. I but, understood but why they did it. Up, but yeah, right? they were they. You know, you're trying to you're trying to stop allowing them from getting to the rim so easily. Yeah. And they've got 
guards that can drive. They've got athletic forwards. JT Toppin is so good, man. He's he's going to be a stud. Hopefully they're able to hold but on to it him. It helped them get out of that funk a little bit in the second half and find their groove. They figured it out. Even though I didn't I didn't love it. Well, I think they got a couple of uncontested threes that were, yeah. <laughs> that all fell for him where I was like, "All right, let's 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 go right. back to man now." Right. Um but yeah, I just I thought that the Rams did a good job of you know, just kind of going with the flow of the game, finding ways to respond. If they threw a jab, you threw a counter, yep. and, and you're just kind of able to, to hang in there. As you mentioned defensively, if you hold New Mexico sub-70 points in the pit, that's a great game. You just Phenomenal. you did not get enough offensive production from the guys yeah. not named Isaiah Stevens and Joel Scott. It was a really tough one for yeah. Neek. Yep. Uh, Jalen Lake did hit some big shots late, so I do want to credit him for those. But and he, early. he had a cold stretch as well in this one. Pat yeah. started really cold finally hit some late. I mean, over the last couple of games, it's been awesome to see what we're seeing from, from Joel. It's been awesome to see what we're seeing from Isaiah, but you know, 38 from those two after 35, you need somebody else. It's, it kind of feels like what we were talking about early on in the conference slate when it was all Neek and Isaiah, but then Pat or Joel weren't able to work. It's like, can we just get three of them? If you can get three of them rolling yeah. in any given night, you're almost always going to win with this team. There's 17 and one when they score 75 points this year. Like it's not like they have to score a hundred and that's, what's huge about the defensive improvement, right? But they need some other guys to step up and they've got to find a way to kind of prevent some of these six, seven, eight minute stretches where you yep. score two, three points because it's great that you're resilient. It's great that you don't lay down. It's great that you can find a way to battle back. Yeah. But Holy cow. Like that is such a tough way to make a living in this league. For sure. And I mean, those stretches, it just feels like they're missing open layups and they're like... Some of that's def the, the defensive pressure. They should be making. Yes. Totally, man. But I mean... Ugh, I'm with you, though. It's what it's, was oh, very frustrating. Joe was, Palmer hasn't felt right for a while. Yeah. Like, he's not... He's passing up open shots. And I love his hustle. Like, you know, he tries so hard. By the end of the game, since his, he, he's not finding it offensively that way, he's going to I the rack. I think guys are in their head aggressive. a little bit from the three-point shooting. I mean, totally, it's, it's legitimately totally. been bad this whole month. Yeah, and it was wow, really good in non-conference play. Um, it's what got him out of that that 25-4 run. It's what gets him going there, you know? Well, and that's the tough part is you don't want these guys to be hesitant, and there are times where it looks like they maybe are a little bit gun-shy on the three. Yeah. But at the same time, when they're not falling, you know, and you're shooting sub 30% for these long stretches, it's just, they got to get to the rim. You know, that's the big key for this team. You get, you're able yeah. to put the other team in the bonus. All of a sudden those driving lanes open up, you're able to get layups, you're able to get free throws. And then those shots on the outside, you start having a lot more space and it just feels like everything's got to work together. And unfortunately, like in this one, you executed, everything was meshing really well for, you know, 15 to 18 ish minutes of gameplay, but yeah. the other 22 or so, or whatever it would be, you know, 20, it was just kind of up and down. Yeah. Um, to get out of that, what, 15 and two start, they go four out with Mbemba in Lake strong Stevens and Palmer. And I love that lineup. I love the spacing and passing it created, you know, and Bemba's kind of the, if they'll bruiser. let Bemba bang, Dude. it works well. Now the problem is, is, and Lake he gets was a tough shots, whistle, man. man. Bemba gets shots. a really tough. I know he's a freshman. He's I know he's got to learn. He gets he, a little yeah, handsy at yeah. times. 
I feel personally that there are calls that he picks up where I'm like, I watch Ladie do that 14 times a game. Totally. Now I know Tot- Ladie's a superstar. Ladee. You earn that's it. Ladee. Like that's, that's, that's right. how it works. I'm sure Isaiah that's gets right. calls that, you know, maybe other guards aren't going to get. Absolutely. Um, but when Bemba is able to play physically, man, I just, I like that he doesn't back down and I know he's fouled out a couple of times and there have been instances where that aggressiveness has, you know, probably come back to bite the Rams a little bit more than it benefited them. But overall, I think that's a mentality that everybody's kind of buying into. They're just, they're not getting pushed around Mm -hmm. the same way that we saw in some of those colder stretches earlier in the season. 100%. He brings it, man. I love his mentality, have from the start. And then when transitioning from the four out, they were able to continue that positive run because now all of a sudden New Mexico is used to all this spacing and that's where Neek finds that open dunk. And they're driving and get, and I mean, the ball was popping and you were finding like, you know, cutters at the, at the rim and stuff. And it was like, it was Nico ball to its purest form. Right. It's fun when it's functioning well, man. Oh boy. Is it ever. And new Mexico responded so well at the end of the second half defense really started to put clamps down and that carried over for a large stretch at the start of the second. And then the Rams found a way out of it. Isaiah kind of took over. You tweeted like, uh, this is one of those where Isaiah needs to take over. And he did. He scored he eight sure straight did. after that. Scored eight straight. Most of the other, uh, you know, buckets were coming off Isaiah assists. And it was a fine, fun final stretch. And yeah, I mean, I swear the timing goes those final fouls. The first one on Stevens with seven seconds. And then on Dent on the end one with three seconds. If that's just a little more skewed, that could have easily gone, come, you know, the Rams way. It's a tough one. It's one you'll sit back Sucks. and think about because you know oh. how much a win would would really, you know, kind of boost your national perception by going out on the road mm-hmm. and taking this. Obviously, the Rams have struggled on the road in conference play. I think uh, the top six teams have a total of five road wins against each other, so it's not like a, a struggle that's unique to CSU. It's it's very common in the league and all throughout college basketball this season. Road wins have just not come easy for anyone, but they've got to really close strong now. And I think that's kind of the the big thing that we got to take away from this moving forward. You've got a huge game coming up against UNLV on Saturday night. They're hot. They've won six out of their last seven. A lot of those against San Jose States and Fresno States and Wyoming's and, and those teams, but still, you know, they're a team that on paper has as much talent as probably anybody in the conference. Uh, We're going to look at that. We're going to dive into kind of just what the Rams need to do here at the end of the season, close out the regular season strong. We'll talk about the Mountain West tournament and just kind of how CSU can really capitalize on what's been a terrific regular season and cement their status with a a premium bid in March Madness, which is obviously the goal. Uh, But real quick, got to shout out the homies over at Coors Light. Pew, 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 pew. Big time, Dre. Coors oh, Light, man. Dude. Look at that sign. It looks so good in the background. I had to make sure you could see it on camera before yep. I... <laughs> yeah, the mountains are blue. What a time, man. Just incredible. The thing about Coors Light is it, it just... It makes any situation, especially after a long week like this, it just like when you're sitting back... Coors, it's like, I need a Hit Coors the lips. Yeah. And it's like all my problems just go away. All my stresses, all my inconveniences. I'm watching college basketball. I'm drinking a beer made right here in this wonderful state. It doesn't get any more Colorado than Coors Light. 
It's true. Just a beautiful way to chill on a Friday. Cannot wait to get into some Coors Light tonight. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill. That's Coors Light. It's cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. When it's time for a refresh, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment, crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. When it's time to chill, Coors Light is the beer I reach for. So when you want to hit the reset, grab the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash DNVR. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Of course, we also got to talk about our presenting sponsor, Natures of Colorado, the premier dispo in northeastern Colorado. Dre, they have drive throughs dude. You don't even have to get out of your car. That's how convenient this process has become. The future is just amazing. I wish I could tell my 17-year-old self <laughs> that... Like, you know, right. 12 right. years from now, you'll just be able to do this like it's Starbucks. You won't have to get in like the backseat of some creepy dude's car and yeah. hope that, you know, you actually make it home that night. That's exactly right. <laughs> what a beautiful world we live in. $85 ounces. $85 of top what shelf even when you use that code DNVR. Make sure you order online. They have four convenient locations, Log Lane Village, Garden City, Sedgwick, and Millikin. Uh, they are the go-to dispo in Northeastern Colorado or online at naturescolorado.com. Make sure you use that code DNVR online or mention it in stores. Nice. Mountain West Tournament is fast approaching. Um, Boy. You've got a meeting after this to like set up some of the details about this. So right. like, I mean, we're, we're in the zone now. It's the time where we really got to start looking at it. Boy, are we ever. The tough spot, if you're CSU, because you've lost a couple of these tight ones, is you are sitting in seventh place in the Mountain West. Now, San Diego State, they're in fourth place. So the only two ranked teams in the conference, probably not going to win the regular season conference title. San Diego State's still got uh, a kind of a backdoor chance to the, the title, depending on what happens with Utah State. And just one game out. You know, yeah, that's the huge difference. Which helps. The Rams are too, yeah. Yeah, at this point, it's it's too much ground to overlook just given who you play. Um, you know, you're just probably not going to be able to overtake these guys and, unless they have collapses. But even if that happens, then Boise would probably win. Um, there's Honestly, there's too many teams in front of you to where if all five can't collapse. It's the thing. <laughs> if, if four collapse, one team will benefit from those four collapses, you know, and it won't be the Rams. And it's why it stinks. Like the, it's why the Wyoming loss stinks so much because about it every time going I back look at the standings. even to the beginning of the league slate, I mentioned if you can run the table at home, win the ones you're supposed to on the road, which is yeah. the Q3, yeah. Q4 games, Wyoming yeah. would have been included in that. Fresno State, obviously they got it done. They've got Air Force coming up. They've got to take that one. That would have included UNLV tomorrow. Mm -hmm. If you could steal one of the games against the top teams on the chance, you'll probably win the league. And that's the reality. If you would have won that game in Laramie, and if you could have stole one of the games against Utah State, San Diego State, New Mexico, or Boise on the road, yep. you probably, at the very minimum, split the regular season title. Didn't. That's, you know... The margins are very thin this year, so damn straight. That's a that's a bummer. But now the focus, honestly, is just really how can you maximize the rest of this season and ensure that you get that premium bid we've all been longing for. Mm -hmm. If you look at bracketmatrix.com, it goes through the 105 like most commonly used bracketologists. Uh huh. The Rams are on 105 of 105 brackets. Not even like in a bubbly position if you're worried about that i've keep reiterating it over and over again but it feels yep. like every time we lose i get the oh my god now we're gonna be in the first four in or something no 
currently being projected as a six seed, even right. as the seventh place team in the Mountain West, because that is the respect that the conference is getting. However, really would like to see them finish in the top five because you yeah. do not want to play day one in the Mountain West tournament. Nobody has ever won the tournament that had to play day one. It's just four day games in four days. This is not the year to pull. And that that's off. what I mean, like yeah. especially <laughs> this now. This is not the year, guys. It's not the year, I'm telling you. They got to close strong. Now, I think so long as they go three and one over these final four, they should finish at least fourth or fifth. If you could go four and zero, can pretty much guarantee it. Even two and two probably gives you a chance, depending on who those wins are over. This game against UNLV though really sets the tone because if you can win this one on the road, which obviously you have not had a lot of success, they're a team that's frisky. You never know which Rebels team is going to show up, but if you beat them, you would feel good about it more so than like beating a Fresno or a yep. San Jose State or something like that. Yeah, or an Air Force. And then you get to come home for back to back games now obviously you can't overlook nevada we've seen what they're capable of when blackshear and lucas are firing their big man davidson's been really good never ever gonna overlook a, a rival i don't yeah, care yeah. what their record is they could be a one-win team i would still be a little nervous going into mm -hmm. a wyoming game but if you can win this one you got two games at home and then a very winnable game on the road against air force now they've been frisky as well yeah. as we experienced took csu to overtime but and it's not easy to win on the road in this conference period. No, I mean, that's not the most hostile setting. It'll probably be more Ram fans than mm -hmm. Air Force fans, just being honest. But regardless, you're still not in your building. And yeah. Air Force has always been kind of frisky against CSU in the Medved era. To me, though, if you can just win this game on Saturday, yes, it sucks that you're not going to win the Mountain West regular season title. But all your other goals are still right there. Like, if you win the Mountain West tournament, you're picking them at minimum two quad one wins, probably three. Yeah. Like if you can close here strong, go pick two, three more wins up in Vegas. You're a six seed right now. You could be like a four seed. Cause that's what totally. San Diego state's being projected totally. as. And that conference tourney is going to be an all timer. And there's going to be a ton of eyes on it. Like it's always, I think one of the conference tournaments that true college basketball sickos like me would be into same deal with like the big east and some of those mm -hmm. fun ones the yeah. west coast conference you never know yeah. what's gonna happen with saint mary's and those type of teams totally. but this year this year that's, this year it's gonna be up there with like the big 12 in terms of the premier conference tournament like I, I think there's gonna be so much national media there i'm probably gonna hate that because you know i've been there every year for sure, 10 years sure. and now these guys are gonna strut in here mr mm -hmm. you know johnny come lately but that's that's good it's good for the league yeah, to have the good. attention it's good. It's great. We don't want to gatekeep the Mount West. We want to share it with all <laughs> who want to come with us. We'll make those mountains turn blue, baby. Like we're doing this. We'll show you the way. It's such a great league. I've loved this so much being able to do this pod and get even more into Mount West hoops every night, man. Like even tonight, I'm going to be I'm going to be tuning in, you know, whether it's on the app or whatever other way I need to fire up Nevada at San Jose State. I'll be watching. And it, it's too good. And then Saturday. When you never know what you're going to get. Like, yes, Nevada, this is a game they should win. But San Jose State, we've seen it a couple of instances where they've they've hung around. You know, they gave Boise a run for their money at one point. Mm -hmm. Or that's Fresno, I suppose. But the point is you can't overlook anybody. Uh, one more time. Enjoy it. If you missed the beginning of the show, want to shout out, we are having an official watch party here at the DNVR bar. 
That is tomorrow. That right is now. Saturday, the 24th, yeah. uh, 6 p.m. tip-off, which is awesome. You can come, have a couple of beers. If you've got kids, you can still get home at a reasonable time. The forecast is looking good. This is a big-time game. There's going to be a ton of Rams. You're going to want to watch it with people that get it, people that you know are, are into it like you. So come through. Come watch. It's going to be a great time. I would love to see so many of you guys. I already know a few of you guys that tune into the pod will be here because you reached out. Uh, but I certainly would love to see all the homies from Rams Twitter, oh, yeah. uh, from the YouTube comments, you name it. We are one big family here in the DMVR Rams community. All right, let's talk about this UNLV game a little bit, and then uh, we'll wrap up over the last 15 minutes or so with the power rankings, final thoughts, and all that fun stuff. This is a tricky matchup, man. UNLV on paper, like the Boone brothers are awesome. They've got Deedon Thomas, uh, freshman point guard it's just once zay is gone maybe the best point guard in the league new mexico's got a couple of guys that would are uh, put their name in the conversation but yeah, for sure it's just it's you never know what to expect this team lost by double digits at home to southern university they lost at home by 30 to air force they also beat boise on the road they recently went back to the springs and returned the favor to air force beat them by 30 after losing in their own building I don't know what to expect from this team, just being completely honest, but clearly you've got to respect them because they're playing their best ball of the season over the last seven games. Well, and the talents there, um, especially on the perimeter, you know, they're explosive and athletic. And yeah, you just, you cannot overlook them. You cannot start slow either half. That's still driving me crazy. It's going to be interesting. They're a team that they're really athletic. They're long. I actually thought in the first meeting, they defended CSU really well. The Rams just executed better than UNLV did. That was a game where the Rams won it, but I came away thinking, man, that was, that was the best I'd seen UNLV look all year. If they can lock you down from three, if they take away those driving lanes, it's going to be interesting to see how the Rams respond because mm -hmm. I, this feels like another game where you've definitely got to establish your presence down low early and often, like the same way you did against Utah State. I'm not saying you have to score 24 of your first 26 points in the paint the way they did in that one, right? but get it to Joel Scott. I mean, he's hot right now coming yeah. off of an 18-point, 13-rebound game was the best part nine free throws. He went eight of nine at the line. He's knocking them down. Now he's found his confidence. He's yeah. found his groove. If guys are struggling to knock it down along the perimeter, like kill them with shots within four feet. You've got the guys to do it. Cartier, Scott really skilled around the basket. Bemba's a handful physically, yeah. and you've got guards that can get there. As you said, you know, when this team is best, they're driving, yeah. they're cutting, they're sharing the ball, they're playing inside out. And when they're struggling, it's when it gets stagnant, when you know guys are holding mm -hmm. on to the ball at times, they're jacking up contested shots. You don't know what type of effort you're going to get from UNLV, but I think you need to establish the physicality right off the bat. For sure. And I wonder if they maybe go to some of those smaller lineups. How do you try to counter their guards, you know? Because that I, that, I think that's part of them doing a really good job defensively was really honing in on those guards. I mean... Can Lake have another good game shooting so he can stay on the court, give you more defensive minutes? We talked in the, gosh, what, two weeks ago maybe, how strong was really coming along. You know, can you keep seeing that progression? That'd be really important. It's a big one, man. You cannot overlook UNLV. 
I think of them as the same team that we've kind of seen from the start of the year. Uh, they're talented. Maybe their record isn't the record of a team that's going to scare you. They're not as scary as that top six, but you overlook them at, at your own risk, especially on the road in this conference where you can't take anything for granted. I'll be interested to see what the attendance is like. Now, it, it kind of varies in terms of support for UNLV in Vegas. They had a great crowd for Nevada. Now, they ended up blowing that game after being up. That's their only loss in the last seven games and really the only time they played like a great team in the last mm. seven games. But this is one I think we're going to find a lot or find out a lot, excuse me, got tongue tied here about yeah. the CSU team. And what's encouraging to me is the Rams. They've played some of their best ball this season coming off of some of those tough stretches. You know, you, you have what happens in Wyoming. You respond with a four game win streak. You only trail by like for, I think three and a half total minutes by no more than two during that mm-hmm. four game win streak. You have the rough one against San Diego state. You come back at home, beat a first place Utah state team by 20. Right. This one stings. It was disappointing. Can you respond though? Can you not let it compound? And can you set yourself up really nicely here to just kind of put that final bow on this regular season? Because I know that the conference slate has been frustrating at times. I I can say it a million times. The league is so much better than I would have ever guessed in my wildest dreams. And I was high on the Mountain West. I was higher on the Mountain West than anybody coming in. Yeah. It's been insane. It's legitimately been a high major league. And I, some people will roll their eyes when I bring this up. But last year, you know, UConn, they lost seven total games. Six of them were Big East games. They finished fourth, I think, in the Big East. They did not win the Big East tournament. Then they went to March Madness, won every game by na- double digits, and won a national championship. Like It's yeah. very possible that the Rams, if they get some favorable matchups, like we could just see this team come alive in the postseason. I just want to see them put themselves in a spot where it's most conducive to doing so. Like At the end of the day, you could be a three seed and still lose day one. Or you could be the eight seed oh, yeah. that wins the eight nine game and takes down the one seed the next round. Hundred percent. You never know. But like, would we rather be the three seed than the eight or nine seed? Without a doubt. No doubt. And I mean, it's going to be a tricky one no matter what. The middle class, the top tier was clear. That middle tier has raised up and put itself right in the top tier. And it's on any given day, you know, a, a Nevada, a UNLV. Even a Wyoming when they were rolling earlier. Like, they're certainly capable of taking you down. Uh, We're going to get into our Mountain West power ranking before we get out of here. I want to shout out Circle K, though, because you are losing money if you are not using Circle K. Like, what are you doing? Every single time I fill up, I get the... Now I've done my fifth. So now Kate needs to sign up for the app so I can punch in her phone number, get another five. The best. And then on the app itself, you'll get all these additional discounts. I bet you Circle K's where Nico takes the boys when they get a road win. I was thinking about that. Which, if like they're valuable right now, those road wins. I'm going to hit up. If the, if the Rams beat UNLV tomorrow night, when I'm coming home from the watch party, I'm going to hit our local Circle K and yep. post a picture with my victory yep. snacks. That's a, that's a yep. good idea. That's sick. They also have like, uh, you go to the right Circle K in Colorado, you'll see our poster the revolution is coming. It is sick. Holla at your boy if you see one of those uh, because we're, we're all about it. We're all about it. So they've been an amazing partner. And, like, they're the spot to get your snacks. They're the spot to get on the app and get all your rewards and discounts on gas. Nothing better than Circle K. I can't whistle, but I just imagine, like, pe- people walking into Circle K doing, like, the Hunger Games thing. The 
<laughs> well, whatever. Get a free any size polar pop from Colorado Circle K when you text DNVR to 31310. That's DNVR to 31310. Message and data rates apply. Periodic recurring messages per month. Terms and conditions can be viewed at CircleK.com. Sign up with the QR code on screen or visit www.circlek.com slash inner circle for more information. I'm so excited to head out to Vegas in a couple of weeks. I'm staying at the Circa Resort and Casino. You can stay there too. If you use the code DNVR20, you're going to get 20% off your stay. Yeah. World's largest sports book. It's three-story yeah. stadium style. You walk in there and I don't, it's the promise. It's an adult's land. resort. So that makes it easier to check people in, uh, IDs, all that. It's the Mecca. And then so, you've got Stadium Swim. Yeah, that's like, that was my thing is I walked in there. I was so mesmerized by the indoor sports book. I was like, wait, I haven't even seen the the actual thing that people come here for, which is Stadium Swim. It's insane. 365 days a year. They've got over 15,000 feet of wet space. So when it's colder, they've got some heated pool areas. So it doesn't matter if it's January or if it's July. If you're heading out there, you are going to be able to Live your best life. Sip some, you know, pina coladas poolside. Maybe watching some Mountain West tournament action. I don't know if it gets any better than that, to be honest with you. Uh, If you're heading out there at any point, again, book your stay with the code DNBR20 for 20% off. The Circus Sportsbook app is available in Colorado. Download that app. Circus Sports bets can be made only while physically located in the state of Colorado. Must be 21 or older. All rights reserved. Circus Sports Colorado encourages you to gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit problemgamblingcolorado.org. Got a question here from my buddy, Nick Trewarta. How much are tickets for the Mountain West Tournament? They're pretty pricey. Um, I'm not going to lie. From what I've seen online, the all-day passes, I think, are like a couple hundred bucks. That said, if you're going, just buy some from Scalpers, like out front. I think you could probably get about half off. They, right. they always sell really expensive online. And from my experience... I just kind of talking to people. I think people tend to have the best luck getting some deals the day of. I mean, obviously you always are worried about counterfeits and all that in that situation, but you know, I, I've known a lot of people to do it and they've all had success. So that would be my recommendation. Honestly, if you're going out there, like I would go and try to go to the Rams games if possible. Um, but man, you could just sit at Circa and sit poolside and, and watch it that way. I'd, I didn't have to work. That'd probably be my preferred way to do it. Yeah, not bad. Let's get into the power ranking before we get out of here. Um, we can kind of talk it through, but starting at the bottom, the Air Force Falcons, you know, I I think they use their like last bit of spirit because they were kind of frisky in non-conference they play. Nobody in the Mountain West had a losing record until January, I believe. Yeah. It kind of feels like they use that last gasp against the Rams and Fort Collins. And, you know, since then it's, it's been pretty tough sledding. Yeah. I don't think there's much to add there. It's a one in 12. Can't believe the Rams had to go to overtime with those guys. That's the thing though. Like if they, if they really are the worst team in your conference, that's pretty indicative of how deep your league is. Bo Becker, he could play anywhere. Pertritus, he's a guy that I guarantee you is going to be getting some high major interest. They probably already have coaches in their DMS right now. San Jose State coming in at number 10. We love Cardenas. We love Tim Miles. Yep. But, man, is that a rough spot. Yeah, not great. Um, in fact, I wish there was a slightly more exciting opponent than at San Jose State for tonight's game. 
Yeah, agreed. It's 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 letting us down a little bit. Um, yeah, this slate in general, beyond the UNLV Rams game, nothing too exhilarating. We'll get it back next week. Next week's awesome. I mean, next week's super fun. It's a bloodbath no matter what. Number nine. Number nine, we've got Fresno State. Honestly, Fresno State, you could put them 9th, 10th, or 11th, just kind of depending on the day. They've got the most size of these three teams. Mm-hmm. I, I think defensively they can push you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Guard play, they're probably... Isaiah Hill, their point guard, is really good outside of him. I, I would probably give the edge to Air Force, but right. you're but splitting I think you've got this right. They've been better in, in the conference slate than the other two. I would agree. Number eight, Wyoming. Again, my condolences to everybody in Laramie. Yeah. Heart goes out to y'all. Really, really tragic situation. Um, They're kind of in a tier of their own here. They really are. It's like, like they, the bottom three. Yep. It's Wyoming. Then you have like UNLV's the next tier, like, and then the top two kind of fluctuate. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. right. <laughs> you know, these almost like fancy Wyoming, you know? Um, We've got Wyoming at home. Yeah, there, that's <laughs> totally, yeah. We, we've got UNLV at home. That's Wyoming for you. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're frisky, not quite as frisky as the running Rebels. Agreed. Who's? That's the next school. We've got UNLV at seven. They've been better in conference play. I think they're one of the teams that benefited the most from the unbalanced schedule when you look at some of their wins. New Mexico and CSU really, really got screwed in this. Um, you know, when you're playing one game against Fresno, one game against San Jose State, and you got to play all the good teams twice. That's a tough break oh, in a league Bob. that's this tight. Mm-hmm. It's going to impact um, who ultimately wins the league. That said, it is what it is. You've got to play the schedule that you have. I don't want to be that guy that's sour grapes. Like, oh, we got screwed this way. Win in Laramie, you know, win one of these games against San Diego State or New Mexico. It doesn't matter. Champions don't make excuses, though it is a factor in the race. Number six, we're going Nevada. When they are at their peak, they're a really dangerous team. Their guard play is awesome. Blackshear and Jared Lucas, I love those guys. Davidson's really come alive. Their depth outside of that top two or three, though, is a little questionable, and they're so dependent on those two guys going prime Kobe to lead them to victory. I just think there's kind of a level between them and and the other top six teams. Yeah, even your number five team? Boise, yeah, they frustrate me because I think Boise, with what they have in Dagenhart, he's such a mismatch in the post, a guy that can also stretch the floor, he can put it on. Are they exploiting that mismatch as much as they really could, though, Justin? Well, they try to, but they they don't have anybody to knock down shots off of them unless Max Rice goes for 50. Don't bring up Meadows again. I'm going to lose it. (laughs) Um, I can't stand that, dude. Honestly, Nevada dude, should maybe be over Boise. Yeah, like I think that's another kind of mini tier. I think that's fair. I think you, it probably just depends on the day with those teams. Um, I like Boise's ceiling defensively, maybe slightly higher. That, but, oh, no doubt about that. I'm just saying like three quarters into this regular season, I think we can start including Nevada, maybe in not the tippy top tier, but it's like they belong as much as Boise. I think that's fair. This continued like, ah, eh, they're kind of not really. Well, I think it's a top I three. Then I think it's the next three. Then it's yep. UNLV Wyoming. Yep. And then it's the bottom tier is cool. really kind of how it is. I agree. Um, and number four, we're going the New Mexico Lobos. I know they pulled off the home win over CSU. Yeah. I thought the Rams gave them a run for their money. As much as I like UNM, 
the inconsistency at times worries me a little bit. Um, but man, when they are able to get multiple guys rolling like they did against CSU, what Donovan Dent had 16, Mashburn had 16, Jalen House had 14, uh, Nelly Joseph Jr., big 13 points. That's when you start to take that team a whole lot more seriously than when it's just House and Mashburn playing hero ball. Yeah, yeah, and they impressed me defensively in that one. I will say, though, even so, athletic. like, Mashburn 6 of 13 from the no, floor, no. House 6 of 18 yeah. from the floor. They kind of locked those They guys jack down. up a lot of shots. Like, they got their numbers, but you can live with that if you're the Rams. 100%. You know, I, like, I think they look deeper and more athletic than, like, the final offensive back box score. Agreed. You know. Yeah, like, yeah. They're not playing up to their entire potential necessarily. Number three, we're going CSU. I know they're coming off of the tough loss, but you, you had wins before that. You're five and two over your last seven with wins over Utah State, Boise State, and San Diego State. Had a chance to sweep San Diego State or New Mexico, which would have been huge. That would have probably jumped them to number one. Yeah. I think these top three, though, it's kind of interchangeable depending on the day. For sure. For sure. Um, and that Rams split with New Mexico. Rams have been better about protecting home court. And, uh, you know, they won much more definitively at Moby against the Lobos than the Lobos did in the pit against the Rams. So I could see how you're kind of dividing that up. Our final two, who gets the one? Who gets the one spot on the power ranking? I went back and forth. I gave it to San Diego State. I just think their ceiling... Yeah, there, it's <laughs> it's so much. It reminds me so much of Boise State football, where you have yeah. this year where it was really fun and the parody was great and it was wide open and we're all talking about man, it could be anyone, it could be anyone, and then you look up at the end of the year and there's San Diego State sitting at the top. Dutcher, you've got to respect it. The league runs through San Diego until proven otherwise, and with what they're doing defensively, with the way Ladie can just single-handedly take over a game and draw 15 freaking fouls. I, I don't think there's a tougher individual defensive assignment in the league just because he's such a freaking beast and he gets all the calls. They just live off such a heavy dose of like tough shots to get anything going offensively. That's, you know? That would be my one like, thing. I, I would say their offense. it's style. not a fun watch. No. And like they're wow. they need Lamont Butler, Micah Parrish, some of these veterans that oh. carried them last year, Darian Trammell, to be much more consistent in the tournament. They're gonna need those guys to knock down the big shots that they hit consistently to have a chance. Uh, but just they're so athletic and you know, some of their young guys, Miles Bird has really come down down the stretch. I, I think their depth it's really gonna round out here nicely. And frankly, I'd I'd be pretty shocked if they weren't in the Mountain West Tournament Championship game because they just always are. You've got to respect the brand. No, I mean, uh, you said it, man. The Boise analogy is spot on. There, the more I watch sports, the more I believe in there are some teams that are just inevitable. And, like, I don't think we had better examples than on the football side with Boise State and the Mountain West. Shoot, if you're a Broncos fan, look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, this was the year if you were going to get them and at the end, you look up at the end of the year and it's them celebrating under the confetti. Very yeah. frustrating. Um, but it's also one of those where it's like you've got to 
understand expectations in San Diego state. Like it's a process, you know, CSU is trying to get to that spot where you you're viewed like San Diego state, where it's year in and year out. You are the reputation. You've now won 20 plus games in four of the last five years. The next step is having that postseason success. And then it's having some more postseason success. And it's like, man, we made a sweet 16. Now we're going to try and make an elite eight, but it all starts one thing at a time. And for the Rams here, how they can close out down the stretch. They've got the veteran presence. Obviously, I believe in the staff. I think they're well coached. I firmly believe everything that we hoped for for this team outside of winning the regular season title, which is more of a, a glamour accomplishment than something that actually, you know, you don't get the auto bid is all I'm saying. I just want to see this team live up to what they're capable of is really what it comes down to. And we shall see. Yeah, we shall see. We said it in these big matchups. You need Neek to be a little more. You need those bigs, two of the three bigs, to play at their best or at least not play their a version of their worst. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm excited for this final stretch. I'm optimistic about this final stretch, and I cannot wait for conference championship time. It's going to be wait. so much fun. Cannot um, wait got one last comment here or doesn't necessarily have to be last but we have one comment here from taylor before we get out who does csu match up best with out of these top six teams it's a really good question i, I actually i i think boise Oof. i don't know I, that that's spared out in the head-to-heads i think it might be new mexico yeah New Mexico's guard play scares me. Nothing about uh, nobody outside of Tyson Dagenhart really scares me that much on Boise. No, I know, but they're like going to grind you and turn it ugly. And instead, New Mexico, it's kind of like, yeah, it's a matchup of two more like backcourt centric teams. I've like the Rams chances in a neutral court. That's a good point. Nevada Who scares you me. the most. It might be Nevada. As insane as that is, it might be Nevada. Like Utah so State, hot and cold. San Diego State, I kind of feel like you got to stop one, you know? That's a good point. Which I know is, it's a bit like, those are talented teams. They're far no, more I get, than No, I get what you're like. saying. But Nevada, that two-headed that two monster, when they're on, you know? That's true. I think they're, I mean, they're ceiling. I just... Like, you need Neek at his best in those matchups. Oh, and he, I mean, the Rams, they're, they're not going to go anywhere if... if you know, Neek has a bunch of games the the way he played in this one. Now, defensively, he's always going to play hard. You know, he's going to give effort on the glass. He's just missing open shots that he, you know, typically makes. I saw somebody at one point asked, is there like something you need to do? I don't think so. It, it reminds me kind of earlier in the year um, where the offense was like, it's not, they're just kind of missing. Like, it's not like they're bad looks. Um, get to the rim more. That's the big thing. Like, put the ball. Don't be afraid to try and get to the to the hole. You got effortless bounce. You're a good free throw shooter. That's something I'd like to see more of from him. But yeah, big one. Come through the DMVR bar. We've got a watch party Saturday night, 6 p.m. tip against UNLV. We are partnering with the Alumni Association. Be there or be square. Much love, y'all. Always proud to be. Peace. <laughs> Thank you.